Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome into the season finale of Washington Training Camp Live. Craig Hoffman with you one more time, and my guest today is a good one. We've been, we've been, you know, pretty stacked on the guest list, but we just add one more to top it off. It's my guy, J.P. Finley, uh, my former colleague on the beat. He's still there. I'm not. He's also doing a radio show for 106.7 The Fan, 10 to 2, each and every day with Brian Mitchell. J.P., appreciate you, man. And, by the way, uh, a podcast connoisseur in your own right. Thanks for coming on this one. I always love talking football with you, dude. Happy to do it. So here's what we're going to do with this podcast. Uh, Full transparency for the people. Uh, We're recording this on Sunday afternoon. Ron Rivera just spoke. Your boy is moving on Monday. So uh, there will be movers in my home at the time we usually record this. So if anything weird happens from a timing standpoint where you're listening and going, this doesn't make sense, that's why. So now that we're all on the same page, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go three minutes at each position group. We got nine total, not counting the specialists, five offensive position groups, four defensive position groups groups and JP and I are going to go three minutes on the clock I'm pulling out my phone right now to set a bunch of three minute timers and when the when the clock runs out the clock runs out we move on to the next position group simple as that uh, and if we have nothing to say on a particular group uh, less than three minutes worth uh, I'd actually honestly JP be a little surprised because I feel like there is a little something at every group I think so too so we'll start with quarterback and the clock starts now Kyle Allen starts last night. No Heineke, no Fitzpatrick. Fitz has been named the starter now. What Anything surprise you here? And then, of course, the, the question becomes, like, how many do they wind up keeping? I think they keep all three. I, I think if you consider the quarterback turmoil and everything that's happened at the position over the last three, four years here, and they've started at least three quarterbacks each of the last three seasons, and they've started four twice. So... Yeah, I think they keep all three. I think – I hope I'm wrong on this one because it'll be better if I'm wrong, but I, I think we'll see all three in, in real action. Um, and the only the only thing – the only change I can see is if they don't keep Steven Montez and they pick somebody else up. Um, I, I just – having watched Steven Montez now for two training camps and everybody's seen what they've seen in the preseason, I, I don't see why you continue that. But maybe they like him and they like him in their system. So I don't think there's much change coming to QB. Yeah, the only reason you keep Steven Montez is because he's good in meetings, um, but that's different than being good at football. And when he's your fourth guy, like you can always keep him on the practice squad because he might have good things to say in meetings and be decent on tape and a future coach or something like that. But, you know, if, if it were to come down that you need to elevate the guy to play him, you'd bring in someone else. So there's that like argument. Like they already did. They right. Did that exactly. Exactly. December, so we've seen that. Were you surprised? I, I was a little surprised. So like admittedly because of the moving stuff, I watched that this game back this morning and I see Kyle Allen starts and I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Taylor Heineke's not playing at all. Are you surprised at all that Heineke had that kind of lock on the, the two position that he also gets to rest last night? Uh, not surprised just because Kyle Allen had the injury and missed a, you know, a week or the better part of 10 days. So I think that allowed Taylor to kind of cement his role. Um, I think they view both those guys as, as good backups. So 
I think last night is still just trying to get Kyle back into playing shape, back into, you know, getting used to the speed of everything. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And forever it's worth, like, I actually thought he looked decent. Like, obviously he missed a couple of throws, but I thought he was hurt more by drops. I actually liked Allen's preseason from a decision-making standpoint. I, th- I thought he looked solid. Like, he's he's a backup. He And um, by no means is he a starter. Same thing to me, honestly, from Heineke. Like, he was solid. The He's exciting, but Fitz is the starter. That's two and a half minutes. I don't think we necessarily need the, the full three there. So uh, I'm going to stop the clock. We're restarting. Uh, so far, so good. We've kept on schedule. Who would have thought? One for one. One for one. Uh, let's see if we can go two for two running back. This one, I think, is a lot more interesting. Clock starting now. I think Jared Patterson really hurt himself last night. I, I, you know, Rivera, this quote that's now everyone's paying attention to and will be the quote of the next 24 hours or 48 hours will be, Six positions are open now. Four were open going into the game. I think Patterson really hurt himself with those drops last night in a way that might ultimately be beneficial for Washington because maybe he gets to the practice squad where he otherwise might. But I thought that dude was pushing to make the roster and like be a player. And I, I think those drops killed him last night. I, yeah, I don't know that I'll go quite as far as you, but they hurt him in a major way. People can hate Peyton Barber all they want. Like, I understand it, but they know what Peyton Barber can do for them in a regular season NFL game, and they value it. So, Peyton Barber showed last night he's not a real feature back, but everybody knew that already. Um, I think Jared Patterson, the interesting part with Patterson is that every opportunity so far in preseason, he has kicked the door down. He has has never politely opened it or, or casually popped his head in. He has kicked the door down at every chance they've given him. He did not do that last night. And um, I, the, the problem becomes, and we'll kind of get into this elsewhere, like if they got to keep seven wideouts, if they think they have to keep Dax Milne or they have to keep DeAndre Carter, neither of which I'm sure is going to happen, but let's say they do, then can you keep four running backs if you have to keep seven wideouts? Or you know, on defense, I mean – I. I I know we got to get there, but I, I think the DB conversation is by far the most interesting one. And I have no idea what they're going to do there. I don't know what safeties are going to keep, what corners are going to keep. What if they want 11 guys there? What if they want 12? I mean, they're not going to keep 12, but like right. the Jared, the, the conversation was Jared Patterson has forced them to keep four running backs. I no longer know he has forced them to keep four running backs With- because you, you can talk about the drops, which were bad. He also had two carries from minus one rush yards, I believe. Like, right. Yeah, he wasn't, good. he wasn't good. He wasn't good, which happens. And, and like, look, nobody was good, but right. he wasn't good either. Well, and that, that's what I was going to say is part of the nobody's good last night is the offensive line wasn't particularly good last night, and that's not going to make anybody else at any skill position look good. Here's the thing with right. Patterson, too. Like, where is he at on special teams? Because keeping him as a – this is something that we talked about last week on the podcast is, like, you've if, if you're going fourth running back versus – 11th DB and the 11th DB plays teams and the fourth running back doesn't you're keeping the 11th DB and hoping that fourth running back gets on special or on practice squad and if you need him you call him up and he's basically in your building and there's almost no difference except for one dude's useful on game day and the other isn't right and I mean there was Patterson showed you a little bit of that excitement being able to return that kick against the Bengals but is he gonna be your kick return I I don't know man it's uh I don't know. I don't have definitive answers on this. Like you and I have done this a while and there's times where you know how the roster is going to shake out. And I'm not sure I do right now. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That's that's three minutes. We'll, we'll, you can carry this into the next position group. All right, I'm going to start the clock here. Three minutes on wide receiver. And and you've said a couple of times, it, it sounds like they're going to keep seven. And I think the seven have kind of separated themselves. But yeah, I, I do think this is a year where though everyone who does roster projections, which somehow I wound up doing for this podcast, even though I don't have to do them anymore. You did. Yeah, and I right. think you published yours this morning. Like those of us who have had pretty good percentages over the years, like this is going to hurt the career batting average. Yeah, I, I, dude, I mean, so I, I just put out a story. I mean, Ron's saying there's six spots open. That's not six out of 53. Right. Because you know 20 dudes are making the roster. Right. That's it's, six out of 20. That's a lot. And so anybody that wants to act super confident about how this is all going to shake out, especially as they're watching other rosters and have information and intelligence coming in on who else is going to get released. You're not telling the truth. I'm not, I'm not a math guy. That, that's a big percentage. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's huge. Um, I, I think it's 30%, I think, but don't quote yeah, me on that. I think so too. Um, yeah. but, and maybe it's but, 22, but like still it, it's a right. high percentage. Right. Um, so we know based off of guys that didn't play last night and logic that McLaren, Samuel Humphreys, uh, Deami Brown, and it looks like Cam Sims, who did not play last night, are all yeah, on the roster. And Ron singled him out. Ron singled him out today for how well he has developed this offseason. I even thought if they were hell bent on only keeping six and AGG had to be on the roster, <clears throat> excuse me, that maybe Cam hadn't done enough to like s- separate himself. Clearly, he has. So, right. So that leaves five that are on. Yeah, that leaves Carter, Milne, and AGG, basically three guys for two spots. And for Carter and Milne, it seems like two guys for one spot because AGG came on, on strong, and he's just a different player. So if they're going to keep seven, it seems like he's the outside guy. They do it. They already cut Sims to make it two for one instead of three for one. Who do you give the edge to, DeAndre Carter, Dax Milne? Uh, to me, it's Milne, and it's not really close. Um, I think having an explosive returner occupy a roster spot is awesome when you have an elite return guy. Um, I don't think, I think DeAndre Carter is a useful tool, but I don't think he's elite. And I think you can sign DeAndre Carter in a month. Like should, should your return game be a mess? You just go sign him. Um, the other, the other part of it is go, if you look at his return numbers, there's some fumble issues there. And, I think in the punt game, what we saw from Sims, I think the biggest thing that Ron hated was just the lack of trust when he was, you know, inside his own 20. And and I wonder if that wouldn't be a part of this. Plus, I think Dax has shown – Dax has made some plays. And, and okay. I asked Ron this in a presser. I think the new practice squad rules are going to change a lot of NFL roster making mm-hmm. in that the NFL is – almost the opposite of the NBA when it's uh, the NBA loves potential and will give people time and patience and the NFL largely doesn't. But now that you can have veterans on your practice squad or sign veterans to your practice squad, you can put an established player there and call them up on game day if you need them. And that's just such a dramatic turnaround that I'm sure we'll talk about this when we get to Samus, but like I'd rather roll the dice on keeping Dax and not getting him poached and I can just totally. bring Carter up if I need to. Or totally. I can s- sign another version of him. 
hundred percent. And as we'll get to in the DBs later, like the other return guys do other stuff. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Cause we're over time on, on wide receiver. So, uh, so far I think we're two for three on time. I'm, I'm going to say we were officially over there, uh, but that's all right. It's a podcast. The beauty of it is unlike your radio show, right. there's no producer yelling at you to say, get out on time. Yeah. It's just me. Yeah, we with don't a, have to hit a commercial break. Yeah. There's just me with a stopwatch. That means nothing. Uh, let's go. I love to that you actually have the stopwatch going. <laughs> it's actually really stupid how I'm just literally holding it, staring at it. Like it means something, but you know, we're, we're playing along. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's fun. Into it. Uh, all right. Clock starts tight end. You got Logan Thomas done. This one is easy to me, dude. I like, we can save time here. I don't think okay. there's any debate. Um, keep four it's done. obviously Logan. Yeah. What's that? No, keep- it's obviously Logan. It's mm-hmm. obviously John Bates. They just mm-hmm. drafted him. And it, to me, it, there's no question. It's Samus. Um, Ron has said mm-hmm. repeatedly on and privately how, how much they love Samus as a blocker. He's already okay. showing the willingness and the physicality. Agreed. And if you cut him, he's going to get poached. He, he will not make it to your practice squad based on a number of people I talked to that were at. His pro day, the interest level in him was high. There's a reason he didn't go into the international, the NFL international pathway. He got signed to a roster. If you cut Ricky Seals Jones, you just signed him last month. You might be able to get him back next month. Right. And there are other dudes like Ricky Seals Jones. And I don't think this is much of a debate, honestly. So I, I agree with you. Um, and so when I made this little 53 that I'm staring at right now, we did it on the pod kind of on the fly last week. Um, I did it with Ant. Um, and we were like, okay, we got to 57 pretty easily. And then it's like, where are you going to cut? And I think this is the place you got to cut. I think you got to go three at tight end. And Seals Jones is exactly what you just talked about at the end of the last segment, if you will, where that's a dude you could probably sign to the practice squad, like the veteran spot. Or if not, there's another dude out there that's the exact same player that you can sign. Like, I like Seals Jones. He was a really good college receiver at AM, which is a nice, like, skill set to have in the NFL. Big, physical, good hands. But at the end of the day, like, he's really just a guy is an NFL tight end in, in terms of the totality of the position. Reyes has a potential to be kind of sick if if it all pans out and if not it very impactful and so yeah we'll save we'll save a minute 10 here we just made up uh, all the time we lost in receiver and more and we're keeping right. three well, and i'll add this just to kill our kill our positive time <laughs> is caleb wilson who they signed i think off the eagles practice squad um he was impressive is, is all relative during training camp sure but he made some nice grabs so like should RSA get RSH RSJ rather get signed somewhere? I think they'll bring Caleb Wilson back. Like, there you go. I think they feel okay. His name is JP Finley. He has solutions. All right, that was two twenty three. That was exactly the makeup we needed uh, for the wide receiver. So we got three tight ends. Moving on. This is the fun one, and I'm going to lean heavy on you here because this is the kind of thing that in training camp, when you're there and you see it every day, you get the better sense. And if you were watching preseason games on television uh, as someone who is now completely in a studio role, your uh, your insight's quite limited. Uh, so I know the names, but you're you're going to have to help me here. O line, three minutes on the clock. Go. Sure. I, I don't think this is that hard either, except Ron threw one kind of wrinkle at us today in a presser. Mm-hmm. So you got your starting five, obviously. Right. Leno, Flowers, Ruye, Sheriff, Cosme. Mm-hmm. That's five. Um, Wes Schweitzer is kind of in a starting battle for that left guard spot. So he's on there. Right. City Charles is obviously on there. Now you're at seven. Right. Your backup center is Tyler Larson. And I, I just think he's on this roster. Um, because he has 100%. to be, and for no other reason. 
Uh, yeah, but you need, but he's one of these interior guys that, that can move around a whole bunch. So okay. that's eight. Um, I, um, oh, and then Cornelius Lucas is your swing tack. So that's nine. And honestly, I think it's a pretty easy nine. And then Ron talked about how he, he really likes being able to use the practice squad for additional offensive line help. Um, so I think Keith Ishmael, David Sharp both go to the practice squad, unless somebody signs them, which I don't expect. The one name that was interesting is Ron talked about Wes Martin today and said mm. how he's been impressed with Wes Martin. I don't know that I see that. I don't know that I have seen that. And I don't know that that isn't just a coach talking his player up before he's about to cut him to make sure he gets signed somewhere else. I don't know what that was, or maybe he means it and they're going to try to keep 10. And what Martin has is that position flex that Ron likes so much. Honestly, almost all of those dudes have position flex because Flowers can play tackle for you in a pinch. Right. Schweitzer can play any of the interior O-line positions. Mm-hmm. Um, Cosme, I, I imagine they want him to play left tackle next year. Right. Leno, Leno has moved around in his career. Sadiq Charles is this super versatile player for them right now that can play guard or right now he's kind of their jumbo guy coming in whenever they go with their big packages. So right. I think they only keep nine there and that's how you make up that roster spot to keep it a 25, 25 split on the offensive side of the ball. Um, it, I think oddly Sadiq Charles is a huge part of the roster construction on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Versatility. Yeah, versatility is huge. And, and it's the kind of skill set too, where, O-linemen typically are not very helpful on teams on game day. So, like, how do you justify, you know, what? how do you play your 53 versus your 46? Which, by the way, is just the dumb, like, maybe not the dumbest rule in sports, but it's up there of, like, what? why do we just designate seven guys who can't play on game day in such a violent physical game where injuries happen all the time? Well, they, have, they have made it a little better. I think it's up to 48 now, and you're allowed to keep an extra lineman active. You know what's crazy is, and I think we're going to see this in real life, too, and, like, even just a, like something like when you go to a restaurant and um, I think the QR code thing for the menu, I think that will stay going forward. I think that's easier than somebody passing out paper menus. Right. Um, you can save a ton of money. Right. Well, I think, I think the practice squad changes. I mean, all that was implemented because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to stay. I, I think it's better for the league. I'm sure the PA likes it. I think oh. coaches prefer having the flexibility. It, it keeps veterans in the league a little bit longer too. If they're a fringe roster guy that doesn't have to get bumped out for a young guy. So um, that was kind of a random aside, but yeah. I do think it's beneficial. to the No, I agree. Football. The only, the only hiccup I could see in it staying is the one group of people who it quote unquote hurts is owners. Cause they have to pay more people and they get a huge vote in that. Sure. So, We'll see. I like the quote unquote hurts there. Yeah, you know, it's it's all relative. A couple hundred grand a year to a bunch to billionaires is, you know, pocket change, literally like, you know, five cents to us. But you know, it's still it's still their money and they don't like to to give it away. All right. So that's get to be a billionaire by giving it away. That is a hundred percent true. That is also yeah, that's uh that's also, you know, if you really want to get into that, a different podcast. All right. Uh I stopped the clock when we I stopped the clock when we we went on the the random aside there. Uh but it was a worthy one to take. So with detour over, we'll count that as halftime. Here we go, defensive side of the ball. Uh three minutes on the clock for the D line and things are, I think only minorly interesting here, but there are a couple of questions. All right. Three minutes clock started. Where are you at on D line? Um, I mean, I guess the only 
real interesting thing to me is that they keep nine and who's your ninth. Mm -hmm. uh, the interior is obvious. I, I think you go Alan Payne, Ioannidis, Settle. Yep. The exterior is obvious with Young and Sweat. And then I, I think nobody knows what they're going to do after that. Um, my guess, listen, there's a reason Casey Tuhill didn't feel like he had to push through this injury and get on the field. And my guess is because he thinks he's got a spot or they, they like him, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, so my guess is that it's James Smith Williams and Casey Tuhill. I think James Smith Williams is, is, is really pretty secure in there. But he's dealing with an injury also. So I think the two guys they wanted to be are injured and then they would move Shaka Tone, William Bradley King, and maybe even Daniel. I think it'll be two Hill and James Smith Williams. So this to me is the position that you most have to watch what else is going on in the rest of the league totally. right now. And you know, Veteran Rod, pass rusher X. Ron, I think he did he, he either said it or you know, a reporter's maybe it was Nikki or someone, maybe it was you for all I know. I read a lot of tweets today. Um, you know, said like this is the position that that you know they want to bring in a veteran, and, and Ron might have even said it today, where they have all these young guys behind, you know, sweat and uh and young, and that's like it's great that they have options, but they don't have a guy they can trust. And you know, I, I think it's a lot more on just the, the play side of it than like, oh, God, we need an adult in the room now that now that Kerrigan's gone. And those gone. are low-grade investments, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, Sam Cosby, they cut Morgan Moses because they want Cosby on the field. They want him to start developing right away. Like, they don't feel the same way about Shaka Tony or William Bradley King. For those sure. guys haven't shown. Like, by this time last year, Cam Curl had shown something. They're like, wow, this guy's a seventh rounder, but he can play. We got to figure out ways to get him on the field. Those guys haven't shown that, right? And seventh rounders typically can get back to your practice squad. So you know, a guy like Tony can yep. can get cut, be brought back, develop, and you know, if they need him because uh, they need a body, or if he all of a sudden figures something out in week five of the season because he's practicing every week with a really good group, then great, you call him up. But until then, that's that. All right, we saved ourselves thirty seconds there. This is going swimmingly. Let's get to linebacker because I think this is an interesting one too. You got a couple of guys for sure. I'm going to start the clock here, like Bostic. Obviously, Davis, obviously, Holcomb, obviously, Hudson, I think, obviously, as well. Then is is there one more? Are there two more? Or are they staying at four? Like, what, what happens beyond that? You got four. I think they have to go at least five because linebackers are going to help you on specials as well. For sure. Um, I think it'll be from Jared Norris, but, like, I'm not married to any of these. Like, it, it, you can kind of pick the name you like there. and. I, I I think I mean um, forgive me I'm driving so I don't have my list in front of me like who are we talking about you know what I mean like I don't I don't right. know that anyone Joe Walker right like, Mayo Walker really, Norris Mayo, like uh, Unischek like yeah Unischek was my surprise pick like when we did this maybe in July and I said and I was kind of joking but kind of not I'm like well he's a Cal linebacker and maybe that'll <laughs> That, that'll do it. Um, but, no, I, I don't think they go to six because I don't think they have a player demanding they go to six. Right. And I think I think they got to carry extra DBs. Man. I, so I agree. And so I, when, I think when you look at the special team situation, too, like a lot of times that's where you might carry that extra guy, but their extra guys are all DBs. Like they're going to – they're gonna keep some guys at DB that people right. that fans are gonna be like, wait, what? And it's and it's gonna be special teams related. So we're we're almost there. Let's take let we only took you know 
85 seconds there. So let's let's take the, the other 95 of this three minutes and talk about the actual top end, which we haven't done with any of these position groups yet. Like week one, who's in the middle? Is it Bostic or Davis? In base, I guess it's going to be Davis. Like he's been doing it a while now. Um, I know there's a working thought of they're, they're throwing everything at him because they know Bostic. Week one, is Davis out there in the middle? All the excitement around says a lot of it was about his ability to cover. And you'd sure like to think he can be out there in the nickel right away. Yeah. I mean, the question's obviously going to become, like, where are you at on his ability to diagnose and not just do things himself, but, like, can he get everybody else in position? And that's the kind of thing, too, that if Bostic is on the field to help with, like, yeah, you got to make sure that your communication's on point if you got multiple guys giving a bunch of instructions and you kind of got to give, like, the team the talk of, like, hey, if John says something, I don't care that Jamin's in the middle, you do it. But... Yeah, and I think you they could, could support. Do that. It. I think Ron right. and Jack could kind of just institute that, right. and then it's done. Right. You kind of got two. You kind of got two sets of responsibilities: the physical and the mental. There, and, and it's a lot right. for a middle linebacker. But uh, you get them all out there, and then, and then the question too becomes: like, is that the the way you get your best talent out there, or are they better off with Holcomb and Hudson around Davis? And then that puts obviously a lot more on Davis's plate. Yeah, I don't know that Hudson surpasses Bostic. I'm not seeing that. Yeah, I, um, I doubt it. Just food for thought. Yeah, and I, I mean, the thing with John Bostic is he is like everything you want from your linebacker. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's a leader, he's smart. And then on the field, you're always like, damn, he's a step. Like, he's just not quite where you want him to be. Right. Um, yeah. Why so, do you not have more tackles? You seem to have right, all exactly. of the things. Right. Why do you not produce? Right. Um, yeah. But who knows? It's strong side linebacker uh, with Jamin Davis in the middle. Um, could be a really good good thing for them. All right, let's have some fun. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give us as much time as we need here as we wrap up. Uh, DB, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the clock, and I don't care what it gets to. DB, where, where do you want to start this discussion? Let's start with what we know, right? Um, we know Fuller, Jackson, St. Juice, and I'll include Moreland. Maybe he's the last of what we know, but I, I think he's got a pretty secure grip. Then you know Collins, Curl, McCain. That is seven knowns at a position you're going to keep at least ten. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add to Shazer Everett as a known because even I'm if cool he's known that. for special he's teams, the next name I would say even if he's known because of special teams, there's zero chance he's not making the roster. I, I'm with you, but then you can say the same thing about Troy Ackman. Is he a known? And and so that's that's where it gets fun, right? Like I even though Apke did not have a particularly good night last night at corner, um, he they understand that he's not there to play. Like they're seeing if they can figure out how to create a spot for him defensively, where where he's going to be better than what he is as a safety. But he's but dude, on this team and in the league because he's a really really good special teams player. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I, I just I don't agree with it. But I think Tory McTire's injury complicates it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but they're also not playing for two weeks. So I think you break camp. I think you break with McTire on your 53. Um, I asked Ron if there was like any sort of kind of tricky concussion protocol rule about getting into the, um, you know, coming on to the 53 and then he can go on IR or something, but they got time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think McTire and Apke make your six corners. And I think you're right about Everett. Um, I think Jeremy Reeves is on this team, but then you have a real question with Derek Forrest, who's a fifth rounder that you just drafted. But I, I'm looking at this 
Derek Forrest didn't have a great training camp. Um, the biggest impact play he made was called for a penalty, even though I don't think it was a penalty. When he had the big hit at the goal line to force a fumble, they got called helmet to helmet. Yep. So, and he hasn't practiced all of a sudden or played in about a week. And if they put him on IR before they break camp, that shuts him down for the year. Um, and it kind of becomes a redshirt year. And I'm not sure that's the worst thing that could happen. Right. Uh, um, I'm not necessarily predicting that, but it gets them out of a position jam in a lot of ways. Um, it, it lets them, if you go six corners and then you have five safeties with curl Collins, McCain, Everett Reeves, I, I think everybody's happy. And then maybe Daryl Roberts is a practice squad guy for you. Um, Cole Luke is a guy they had in Carolina. I think he could be a practice squad guy for you. Um, so let me, I, I, let no, me ask you about one more name because sure. this is, this is a guy I was kind of hinting at earlier when we had the, the DeAndre Carter discussion. I kept Danny having, Johnson. yeah. And, and he's always back there for kick return. And last night or this morning, as I was watching back last night's game. I keep having to remind myself because I feel like Danny's had seven numbers since he's been here um, or he just doesn't play enough that I can never remember that he's 32. And I kept going like, who's 32 on punt coverage? And I know Apke's right. getting doubled because he's, he's their top gunner, but like Danny's there every single time and he is their returner. And he and has dude, played. He was the first returner out. Like last night, right. the first kick of that game is Danny Johnson deep. And I mean, maybe, played especially with McTire injured maybe Danny gets his job again right and he keeps kind of falling falling into it every year at the back end of the roster but there's a reason multiple coaching staffs have kept him around and that's that's the guy that I just wonder and maybe it's at the behest of Apke maybe Apke is actually you know part of the reason he's playing last night is like hey it's you and Danny Johnson and Danny's got the return thing going for him he's a better corner as of right now even if he's way undersized but like he's a corner where Troy Apke is a converted safety who's not done with his conversion remotely close yet. And as a gunner, like, Danny's really good. So I actually wonder if, like, that's a surprise thing that a lot of fans wouldn't predict. And, you know, it, but it, it's certainly possible. Because here's the thing with Apke. He could be Steve Tasker. He could be Brian Mitchell. I don't know who he is. But, like, you can't have him on the field. If he's going to be on your roster, you're going to have him active because you love what he does on specials. So if there's a, a couple of injuries, all of a sudden he's got to play. Like, you got to be able to play. Right. And I think Danny Johnson, as a corner, is significantly better than Troy Apke. And I'm not confusing Danny Johnson with Daryl Green, but my – I don't think Troy Apke should make the team. And no offense to Troy Apke. I just – I don't see it because – at some point, he's going to have to play, and he 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 hurts you when he's on the field. That's it. I'm deleting the Troy Apke row in my spreadsheet. He's off the roster. I, I don't. But dude, every, listen, everyone I talk to, and you know how our world is. You talk to these guys. Mm-hmm. He's on the roster. Yeah, but he also I think got, the McT- he got torched injury. last night. Absolutely torched, dude. And he can't go on the field for you. It's uh, it's it's a problem, as they say. Um, all right, that was like six minutes on DVs, but worthwhile and something that we can tease on, on the old Twitters to say, hey, make sure you stay tuned to the end. Well, I, I think the DVs are the most interesting discussion, I, honestly. I so. agree. 
I agree. And and by the way, I think they will continue to be interesting into the regular season, figuring out the safety rotation. How do they use the three main guys? You know, and we'll see obviously what happens at corner. I, I think that's a lot more straightforward. There's there's a couple of things like you know, how much does Kendall play in the slot versus outside, depending on the package, blah, 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 blah. Like there, there's I think it depends stuff. on if St. Juice can really hit the ground running, I think you see a lot of that. Yeah. I and agree. I think they're gonna be really happy about it. I agree. But um, uh but that's the kind you of know, fun stuff we'll, we'll that find that, that stuff out. Yeah, that's the kind of fun stuff that people can watch you on TV for and listen to you on the radio. See what we did there, yeah, buddy. That's a plug. Yeah, uh, well, I, it's been a while. You are hella good at driving a show, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, anytime that we wanna we wanna do this on on your show, just let me know. I'm around because uh, the whole moving thing. I'll be in DC. I'll just come over. And be like, hey guys, I'm here. Often, this has been a blast, man. I really enjoyed it. That was great. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.